Bella Harja, Shaw Jerry Adams Arish, August Tassola Gumsa, Gumil Shibsha, Gumoy, August Nolug Egg Chart, Augustini Egg Guharaha, Dini Oga Paiste, Egg Fanacht, our daddy Nolug, August Misha Fasta, Egg Fanacht, our daddy Nolug. Well, that's Friday it was now. Uh, I travelled down to Nina and temporarily for the funeral of Shane McGowan. It was a most extraordinary funeral. It was sad and yet it was joyous with family and friends lifting their voices and their hearts as a whole series of musicians played some of Shane's best known songs, including the exuberant fairy tale of New York. And of course, uh, the mass was an Arreda mass. That's a, a mass in Yelga, written, composed many, many moons ago by the famous, extraordinary Sean Arreda and uh, the Sean O'Shea and Shin, because A, I can't go and talk faster. August uh, and and core coulee. I did a, a reading at the mass and uh, I made a few remarks. So this for the record is what I said. Victoria asked me to say a few words. That's what Shane wanted. So McCovrone Latsa August Les were Glan. Guharaha, Jerifer Sheen, Augusta Ahar, Siobhan, August Morris, August Guru, Mida Mayokit, Ahar Pat. Ahar Pat was the priest who was so welcoming and kind and nice and Christian. And my words are words of gratitude. Gratitude for Sheen's genius, for his songs. For his creativity and his attitude, gratitude for his humour and his intelligence and his compassion, grateful for his vulnerability, his knowledge and his modesty, gratitude for his celebration of the marginalised, the poor, our exiles and underdogs, grateful for the pogues and all our music makers and all our dreamers of dreams. Thankful to Shane's carers. Proud of how Shane deepened our sense of Irishness and our humanity. Grateful for his rejections of the revisionism of time-serving fumblers and greasy tills. Glad that he stood by the people of the North in war and in peace. And that he was proud of Tipperary's fight for Irish freedom and his family's role in this Thankful for his poet's eye, for words of love and betrayal, justice and injustice, rejection and redemption. Grateful that Shane lifted us out of ourselves and that he never gave up. Delighted that he empowered us to dance and to sing and to make fun and to shout and to yell and to laugh and to cry and to love and to be free. Our Leaku Shane, our Gilamar, Phila Kultur, Far also, your music will live forever. You are the measurer of our dreams. Guru 
mida mai agad sin magan Last Sunday was the 75th anniversary of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. This was a response to the horror of the Second World War and in particular the Holocaust of European Jews and the murder of countless millions of trade unionists, gay people, socialists and others whom the Nazi regime regarded as inferior. The first sentence of the Universal Declaration encapsulates what many hoped would be the dawn of a new era. It says, all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. That same year, the Israeli state was born and Palestinians hoped for their future died in the Nafba, the great catastrophe, when hundreds of thousands were evicted from their homes, forced into refugee camps, and thousands more were killed. In the 75 years since the Israeli state, Gomelesco, in the 75 years since the Israeli state has breached successive United Nations resolutions, its treatment of the Palestinians, especially at this time, mimics what many suffered under fascism. Today, the propaganda battle being waged by the Israeli government in defence of its genocide in Gaza and its ethnic cleansing of the West Bank follows a predictable pattern used by colonial powers for centuries, including the Nazis. The French writer Jean-Paul Sartre wrote, How can an elite of usurpers, aware of their mediocrity, establish their privileges? By one means only, debasing the colonised to exalt themselves, denying the title of humanity to the natives and defining them simply as absent of qualities, as animals, not humans. This does not prove hard to do, for the system deprives them of everything. For centuries, the Irish were depicted by the British state as stupid, ape-like, idle, work-shy, savage, not human. The 19th century Irish leader Daniel O'Connell was described as scum condensed of Irish bog. The British state, its writers and publications promoted a racist view of the Irish that excused the widespread imposition of poverty and hunger. In 1846, the Times wrote, For our part, we regard the potato blight as a blessing. When the Celts once cease to be potato baggy, they must become carnivorous, which the taste of meats will grow an appetite for them. One English writer wrote in 1860 as he travelled in Ireland, I am haunted by the human chimpanzees. I saw along that hundreds of miles of horrible country. To see white chimpanzees is dreadful. They were black. One would not see it so much. But their skins, except where tanned by exposure, are as white as ours. Treating other human beings as animals and deserving of no respect makes it easy to slaughter them, to colonise and to exploit them. In our own time, British propaganda 
was built on a strategy of merging all governmental structures, the judiciary, the law, the police, the media, into one structure with the aim of defeating Republicans. This meant policies of censorship and media manipulation that perpetuated the decades of conflict. It reinforced the conditions of division and for division and violence. It deliberately covered up British state violence, its torture of prisoners, and its collusion with Union's death squad. And it was a major obstacle to the necessary dialogue needed to chart a course towards peace. And so it is in the Israeli state's prosecution of a war they claim is against Hamas, but is in effect against the Palestinian people. The propaganda strategy used by British colonialism is at work in Gaza and the West Bank. Israeli politicians labour Palestinians as human animals. According to the Israeli deputy mayor of Jerusalem, they aren't human beings and not human animals. They're subhumans, and that's how they should be treated. His solution? Use bulldozers to cover all these hundreds of ants while they're still alive. He and others in the Israeli state defended an aisle of the basic necessities of life. Food, water, energy, medical care, shelter. Children are dying in their thousands from bombs and snipers, and now are starving from hunger. Netanyahu's government doesn't believe that they deserve compassion. Palestinian journalists in Gaza are killed in their dozens. Broadcasters from other states are refused entry and have to decimate their news from Tel Aviv, making it easier to control the narrative. Occasionally, some are allowed in as embedded journalists travelling with Israeli forces. And we know how that worked in Iraq and Afghanistan. At a time when media reports claim that Israel is killing a greater proportion of civilians than in any other war in the last hundred years, and when prisoners are being killed in Israeli prisons, the failure of many governments to take a stand against Israel's genocidal policy is shameful. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights seems now just a distant memory, long past the time that it was actually made a reality. And finally, Maradurdme, we nullig, as I said a moment ago about Christmas coming. If you're looking for musical stocking fillers, this podcast recommends two bits of cue. First off is Fergus O'Hare's new CD, Deep in My Heart. Fergus is a Belfast singing botanist, guitarist, gale, teacher, broadcaster, long-time activist and full-time wonderful human being. He's in fine voice in this exceptional collection of his favourite songs, including Victor Hara, Artie Kuhn, and We Shall Overcome. Deep in My Heart is available at Ankaharu Pili and Calderland, Boharnawal, Belfast. And next up is Pierce O'Larkin. Pierce is representative of today's generation of young Irish singers. 
From South Armagh, he is steeped in the Gaelic traditions of the Oriel. An active member of Gael Fubble Ard Waha Haas, Pierce has made his mark at Irish singing competitions, including this year's under 35 Sean Nose competition at Aractus Nasauna. Blahin Fekana, who accompanies Pierce, is an exceptional singer. She took uh, third place in the women's Sean Nose competition at the Oroctus. Pierce's singing voice is wonderfully suited to the five Irish language songs in this collection, which includes Ta, Nala and Goronya. You will not be disappointed with this fine CD. And it's also available at Uncultured So make someone happy this Christmas. Give them cure. Ogoshene, Yorime, the Kun of Jay, Latsa, Arish, and Shakhtan, Shahogin, Gujishin, Tor, Ira, Slan, August, Bonnacht.